I think we're far enough apart that my microphone is not going to pick up your voice. Oh, so it doesn't matter anymore. Well, it'd still be weird if we were talking, like, off, slightly off. Oh, okay. There's just this weird pause. pause. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. Oh, anyways, welcome back. Welcome back to Where Is Why Is Long Overdue. Yes. Where Is Why Is. I have recovered. There have been some health life. issues. <laughs> That has prevented us from recording, so everything you've been hearing was pre-recorded and scheduled to be released. I'm also eating a banana. Ooh, ASMR, food channel, peel your banana. I'm not going to ASMR banana. (laughs) The nastiest. (laughs) Oh, not chewing, not chewing. Oh. Just peel, but you peeled it already. I I learned You jumped the gun. (laughs) (laughs) We cannot do another lipstick in my Valentino white bag. We cannot. We can't do it. This is too I feel like the people have spoken and they're tired of it. I'm a serious podcast. We're not going to do this on Where's Wise anyway. I think last time we, like, lost it. Was it last time? It was the least serious Where's Wise It was so long ago. It was so so long ago. No, it was last time. Was it? Wasn't it the Zodiac Killer? So funny. Yeah, it was a Zodiac. So funny. <laughs> also, every freaking... Okay. Yeah. I'm so glad I, I wasn't alive in the 70s in California. Uh, me! <laughs> I'm glad I'm not in California right now. I know. Like, if you want to die, go to California. You know that thing, like, oh, California someday is just going to slip into the ocean? Let it. Honestly. Let it. It'll be like... No one would mourn. It'll be like the second flood. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, th- this entire group of people should not be... Yeah, no one, I don't think anyone really care. It's probably problematic of me to say, but I do not want to be in California from the time of its making to now. I will never, you will not yeah, catch me in California. No. Just seems dirty and serial killery. Seems dirty. Seems yucky to me. <laughs> yucky. What is there for me there? Nothing. Not for you. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Or if you want to, like, catch me on the Nevada border turning around. Just. Mm-mm. Wow, that was a little strong. I feel so strongly about this. Like, I I wouldn't be opposed to going. I mean, I'd go. I guess I wouldn't. I feel like I'll end up going eventually. I'm gonna avoid it like the okay. plague. Okay. Okay. Oh. Okay. 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 <clears throat> We're at different places. We are. So, I spent too much time, more than I normally do, preparing for this episode, and I hate it. So, I just want to let y'all know. I spent the normal amount of time, but, like, two weeks ago, so it's almost like I'm learning this for the first time with you. Yeah, I couldn't do that because my sentences don't make sense, the ones I write down. Oh, see, I write down chicken scratch and then put it in a Google Doc coherently so that I know what I mean, because I can't read my handwriting. No, I just write down chicken scratch and leave it at that. Oh, well. And it's it's bad. It's bad. Um, I took a different turn this episode. It's still where is. It is. It's still where is. Where is Mount Everest? Not in America. That's correct. Ne- Nepal, I want to say. Yeah. In the Himalayas. Himalayans. All I can think of is Klimpaloon. <laughs> Imagine the little tiny bathing suit that lives in the, the Himalayas. Himalayas. They, they call him Klimpaloon. Klimpaloon. <laughs> if you're between Tibet and Nepal. And Nepal, you're, you're quiet. quiet. You, you were here the call of Klimpaloon. Shout out Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> Nang, 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 nang. <laughs> Nobody knows what the kids, the adults, <laughs> the kids. We have all the kids from like, like 17, 17 to fifty. Nobody, nobody, understands. nobody knows what we're talking about. And it's okay, honestly, it's okay. It's fine. It's probably better for your. You'll understand life. when you need to. Yeah, Klumpaloon's not a you know. He's an acquired taste. <laughs> oh, I wish he was in it more. He, deserved, he yeah. deserved more time in the spotlight. I wanted a spinoff just of Klumpaloon. Oh, that would have been. Can amazing. you imagine? No. So, people dying. <laughs> Back to death. <laughs> Please. Okay, so I'm just going to throw out some Everest facts for you. Please. I'm going to throw out some Everest facts, and I'm going to look them up on Google because I didn't... And I want to say before you start, I don't know anything that you're about to say. I don't know literally anything. I can say with my whole chest, I will never climb Mount Everest. That just seems, to me, ill-advised. It, it is. <laughs> but it's like, you we as humans me. want to do the things that we should not do. 
or like the unachievable thing. I guess I like living more. Yeah, than no, being um, able to say uh, I climbed surprisingly, Mount Everest. it is is far less deadly to do it now than it has been in the past. Isn't it getting taller though? It does get taller, but not like that much taller. I talked about that once. How it grows like an inch a year. At what point will it be inhabitable? Like yes. the oxygen will be too thin. Yeah. Okay. Still not going to climb it. No, so absolutely So tell me not. about people's death. Absolutely not. So, um... Tallest mountain base. Okay. It's it's the <clears> highest... <throat> this is just stupid. I don't... You don't need that. That... Hold on. Well, well okay. We have we have some youngins listening. Maybe they don't know anything about Mount Everest. Okay, Mount Everest the is sucks. the tallest mountain. In the world. In the world. Not in America. Um, it is... There's, like, very little oxygen at the top. It is covered in snow. Um, it is, like, the, the pinnacle of the climber's, like, career is to right. summit Everest. Um, it's, there's even phrases like, this is my Everest. Mm-hmm. When something, you have this, like, obstacle you can't overcome, but you're gonna do it. It's like, that was my Everest. Yes. It takes ten weeks to climb. Are you freaking kidding me? No. I almost swore. No. Are you freaking um. kidding me? <laughs> I thought Katahdin taking, like, the whole day was a little much. Well, because you have to adjust to the, like, altitude. Oh, man, you have and to you acclimate. Have to, there's, different, there's different camps that you stay at. It just takes a no, very long time. No, thank you. No, thank you. I know. You. It just takes a very long time to to climb it. Um, I want to figure out, like, how. I want to give the, the facts <clears throat> of how tall it is. Mount Everest is. I know it goes by meters, so that's not something, like, we'll necessarily remember. I know. Well... We have well, we have international listeners. Everyone but us uses meters. Yeah. So. It's eight thousand eight hundred and forty eight meters. That above. means nothing to me. But elevation is twenty nine thousand feet. Oh wow. So I, now Yes. Maybe it's because I, I don't know anything, but I pictured it to be taller. I yeah. was picturing like <laughs> maybe this is so delusional, but I was picturing like miles. Oh, in miles? How how high is it in miles? Let's see. Mount Everest, tall in I miles. Congratulations to men that are able to look at something and be like, that's about a 20-foot drop. How do you know that? How do you know that? It's five miles high. See, that sounds more like I was expecting. Okay. 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 I know a thing or two okay. about a thing or two. Okay. <laughs> I know a thing or two because I've seen a thing or two. That's a slogan anyways. Okay. So, there are just over... 280 deaths that have occurred on Mount Everest. Too many. And there are 200 bodies still on Mount Everest. That have not been removed? You can't remove them. Why? Is that like a Disneyland? <laughs> they don't it's, pronounce you dead it, at Disneyland? It's partially like, because it's too dangerous. You can't fly helicopters up there. They went too high up and died? Yeah, you can't. You would have to carry them down by hand. Also, it's like just part of like the mountain like code. You just bury them on the mountain. And people choose to do this of their own free will. Yes. They pay money to get gear. One. They take time off work. (laughs) One out of five um, that climb die. That summit. Like the one. one Are you. Someone takes their family of five up the mountain. Yeah, one of them's gonna die. One of them dies. I think the youngest person to ever summit was 17. Um, Wow. Yeah. But there's, there's, I mean, there's reasons for death, avalanche, uh, frostbite, lack of oxygen, exposure, like... I've almost died hiking... Pulmonary embolism. I've almost died hiking the bubbles, so (laughs) I don't... (laughs) You're right, you're right. She's literally passed out on the smallest mountain near us. It is the tenth deadliest mountain. It is not the deadliest mountain What? I'm not sure what the deadliest mountain is. I think it's one nearby that is just more dangerous to climb. It's not higher, It's like more more steeper or something. Okay. So... I decided to do two people. Okay. Um, it's Out of the 280, morbid. take your pick. <laughs> there's so many stories. There's so many stories. There was this huge, there's like a movie <clears throat> based off this huge snowstorm that happened in um, 1996. <laughs> and a lot familiar. of deaths happened. It was a tragedy. <laughs> I sound so upset. That sounds familiar. It's called Everest. It was like one of I the greatest that. expeditions, and it was that was a big yeah. thing that happened. But imagine how many deaths are just undocumented. Like we don't know. Like imagine the actual there's, number. There's some like I was doing some research because I was trying to figure out like if there's any like spooky stories or anything. Like ghosts. And there's of course there's people like saying that they saw like the spirits of hungry 
climbers. Well, if you're going to have a haunted mountain, like if you're going to have a haunted, um, and then there was, there was this one that was freaky. Um, every, every climber when they climb, like it's reported that they're climbing, obviously, like you're going to know. You're going to tell your friends. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I think it was in 2000, maybe even 17, um, at base camp, which is not at the base of the mountain, but it's like at the base before the like really tough part, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, they discovered a, like a team, a dead team, and no one knew who they team were. Team with an M, like a group of people, yes. not a teenager. Okay, no, there's like four. Okay, and they were all dead, but there were no reported climbers missing. So, so no one knows where they, they just showed from. up and died. They just they no they just weren't supposed. It just they just showed up. They weren't supposed to be there. Oh, like they weren't supposed to exist. <laughs> so I don't know how that story ended, but that was interesting to me. Interesting. I feel like you could fill a whole season of this podcast on Everest. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> so, there are a couple bodies on Mount Everest that are landmarkers. Are you flipping... Ca- I, I wish we weren't a family podcast because you are blowing my mind right now. Really? I want to swear. Are you oh, flipping kidding no, me? No, no. Actually, before we get into that, let me tell you about Rainbow Valley. Okay. Rainbow Valley is like this valley on Mount Everest. That is littered with garbage. Technically, Mount Everest is a sacred, like, holy spot to the people from Nepal. Shouldn't it be leave no trace? Is that an yeah, American thing? Yeah, but you thing? can't get the stuff out of there. So they leave it there. It is this valley full of tents and camping equipment and bodies. It got its name from the colorful equipment that is down there and also adorns dead bodies that are laying in Rainbow Valley forever. That's not, that's like, that's like beyond desecration of a grave. That's like just literally chucking them in your local transfer station. Like. Yeah, there's, li- it's literally, you can look up pictures of Rainbow Valley. You see tents. I'm you going see to. see all kinds of colors. And there are bodies there. Are you kidding People me? in tents that died, like. Oh, I would so haunt the place if you just chucked my body into a landfill. And people try to, like. Rainbow. Move bodies down to Rainbow Valley to have them rest there. That thanks for nothing like yeah. don't humor me i like waiting for you to see it hold on i'm gonna do it on my phone oh right i don't have internet so that's just a fun little fun little okay well fun little thing i don't know why this is getting me riled also guys it's nine and nine o'clock in the morning this is the earliest we've recorded by like 10 hours <laughs> oh yeah this is weird this is i feel like it should be like almost time to go to bed at this point I know. Alright. You ready? Uh, I ate my banana. It's the only thing I've had tonight. (laughs) Of course, it's only nine. Okay. Did you find it? I need to write my congressman. This is not okay. (laughs) This is not okay. Yeah. Why are we all acting like this is a normal thing to have? There's just a whole other climbing culture that we don't know about. Why is this okay? I don't know. There's a book called Rainbow Valley. Yeah. Are... The fact that I can Google something called Rainbow Valley and and see a dead body on Google Images. Yeah. Anyway, move on. I'm getting angry. Okay. We're going to talk about green boots, as even affectionately named. Um, This is a body. (laughs) (laughs) A person. A person. A person whose identity was, is kind of still up in the air. Like, they're pretty sure they know who it is. I'm gonna. <laughs> Hello. So I'm he gonna... was found decomposed. No, they're they 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 don't decompose. It's so cold they, he, up there. They just look they just like... can't identify him. No, well, they can't bring up a team. They can't take a DNA test. Like they can't. Oh, there's no fingerprints. Like no. Okay. He's he's too far up. Like oh. he's he's um almost at the summit. Good for him. Oh, Icarus. They don't know if he made it and like what's coming down or if he didn't make it at all he's named green boots because he has like these neon green boots on he is a person that died in it there's like a cave apparently 80 percent of travelers stop in this cave to just chill with him because it's like sheltered so they just like chill with his dead body he's a sideshow attraction yeah, I don't think he's there anymore. But let's let's let's. So get to they this. don't decompose. They look as is. They look like they're sleeping. Yeah, this it's, world. The warmest it gets on Mount Everest is negative four. So they're just like I had no idea. I am sickened, and I love this stuff. But that is just disrespectful to bodies. Oh yeah, 
Okay. So they're pretty sure that his name was... I literally don't know how to say this. T-S-E. How does one pronounce T-S-E? Oh, that is a language I don't speak. (laughs) Um, I don't want to butcher his name. No, just keep talking and I'll do your research. Um... (laughs) I could just cut this out. No, just keep talking. Just keep talking? Okay. Okay. Explain explain my name. Oh. <laughs> See, this is why I don't understand my... <laughs> no, it said, explain my name. I already did. Green Boots. Um, the first time he was filmed or recorded or, like, seen was in um, May of 2001. So that was the first time mm-hmm. the body was, like, filmed. C. C. What? C. C. C-Wang. C. C, C. There's like a. His name is. It's Chinese. C Wang. It's. Oh, he Pal, is Chinese. Pal Jor. That is a Chinese name. I think name. he's from. I think he's actually Indian. Interesting. Well, Google says otherwise. Moving yeah, on. Yeah, so it's I'm pa- not going to say his name again. I'll say his last name, Pal Jor, because I feel like that might be closer to what's correct. Cool. So 2001. Anyways, yes, it was first filmed in 2001. Um, and after that became a well known landmark for the north side of the mountain. Um,. And they're not sure of his identity, but they're pretty sure of his identity, and they're pretty sure that is his name. He was 28 year old, years old when he tried to climb um, with so a young. couple team members, um, and they're pretty sure that he also died in the storm of 1996, which was when a lot of died. So there's not much about him. I mean, he was like... He was a police officer. He tried to climb oh, with his, like, friends. A young police officer. Yeah, he... They're not sure, like, what happened. He probably got separated from his teammates. Mm-hmm. Went to find rest Went to the, the cave. cave. And just kind of went to sleep forever. So, anyways... Way that's to put st- that just so black and went to sleep forever. <laughs> I mean, that's I would what rather happened. be said he died. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, there's not much info on him. I don't have much. The, the longest story I have is of... The woman affectionate, affectionately, she was named Sleeping Beauty. Oh no, I'm sad. It's only 9 a.m. Her name is um, F- Francis Arsentive. Arsentive, whatever. You can look her up. If you look up Sleeping Beauty Mount Everest, you'll find the name. I'm not going to butcher it again. Google is smoking right now. Yes, she was a U.S. woman. Um, she was the first u.s woman to attempt and successfully summit mount everest without the aid of bottled oxygen you go girl oh she's she's so peaceful yeah why is her dead body on google images that seems just just wrong so she's so peaceful oh my god this is sad (laughs) it's nine o'clock in the morning Leah. You're going to tell me about a serial killer in a minute. didn't tell me what I was walking into. (laughs) Sorry. Um, She and her husband were a climbing team. And I believe they also had a child. But they had climbed (laughs) various mountains. And um, I think she was the first to snowboard down, like, another Himalayan mountain. And that kind of put her on the track to wanting to try to climb Mount Everest without bottled oxygen and be the first U.S. woman to do it. Mm. So... In May 1998, her and her husband, I think his name is Sergi or something. Sergey? Sergey, yeah, that's the one. I love how he can read your brain. Thank you, yes. <laughs> um, they started their climb in the May, um, and they got to the point where they attempted to summit on May 20th, but their headlights died partway through, so they turned around and went back down to their base camp. Hmm. The next day, they tried again, and only made it, like, 500 meters before turning around and going back. It doesn't... No one knows why. But they tried again and it didn't work. Uh, okay. You know that fable, like, God sent you a boat and a helicopter. Yeah. At, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They should have They should have quit. Um, on May 22nd, on their final attempt, um, they tried again, but because they had no oxygen, they were very slow, and they didn't end up making it till very late in the day because they were slow, couldn't mm, breathe, well, no yeah. oxygen. Got pissed yourself. So they had to spend the night very high up on the mountain after summiting. Like, they went up, and they came down a little bit. That's gonna make you night. lightheaded and weak and mm-hmm. fatigued and... Yeah. Somehow they got split up during the night. I'm not sure. Tie exactly yourself together how. with a rope. I know. Tie yourself together with a rope. So the next morning... Sergey or whatever he went down to their base camp and his wife was not there 
Oh, he figured, like, they went ahead with Yeah. That. Okay. Because they were separated. He's like, she's probably already down there. Yeah. they'd been climbing before. Like, they were experienced climbers. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't find her, so he grabbed some oxygen, some med supplies, and went back up to try to find her. Yeah, as you do. On his own, though. Um, yeah, but it's your wife. True. True. <clears throat> um, there was apparently, there's no, like, clear cut what exactly happened, but another team stumbled across her while she was still alive. Um, she was, like, really frostbitten and mm-hmm. oxygen-deprived, and they carried her down a ways, um, but they couldn't carry her any further because they were going to, They're gonna like, get weak yeah, and, you yeah. have to, like, because there's, like, there's a climber's code, like, you're supposed to abandon your climb if you find a, a climber in need of help mm-hmm. at any point, especially on Mount Everest, but it's a gray area there because- But not to your own, like, if you die, you can't no, help them at no, all. No, but if you're trying to sum it up- and, like, you pass by someone who's dying, you yeah. abandon you your, abandon your yeah, time. Okay. try to help them. But that doesn't always happen. There was, like, this, I'm not sure. to sidetrack, there was a story. And I didn't do this story because it's, like, a w- much more well-known one. It was this mm-hmm. famous climber. I think his name was David Sharp. And he got passed by about 40 climbers because he was sitting oh in Green Boots Cave. And they assumed that he was dead or dying. And they didn't even try to help him, but he was alive. And they could have saved him, but they didn't. Are you kidding me? No. You said this wasn't a good one. I'm reeling over here. I'm sorry. I'm astral projecting right now. So So they carried her as far as they could, and then they tried, they just continued back down to their Mm -hmm. base camp where they ran into Sergi going up the mountain to try to find his wife. Right. At a certain point, if you're getting weak, then the best thing you can do for that person is to go get help. Yes. Like, without them, instead of you all dying. Yeah. So, so, the day later, May 24th, because he went back up on May 23rd to find her, so it's a day later. Oh my gosh. Um, a team, which included this man named Ian Woodall, and there was another woman who I didn't take down the name of, I apologize. Um, he just Sorry to this woman. Story. Sorry to this woman. Um, Francis was on... Wait, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, they were attempting to summit. They hadn't summited yet, and mm-hmm. they saw Francis. Yeah. Um. They also saw Sergi's axe and rope nearby, but not him. Um, so she's been lying in the cold for two days now. Yeah. They, of course, immediately assume she's dead, but she is not dead. Oh. She is not um, dead. Quick little finger on the pulse. And then keep walking? Like, yeah. just a two-second detour? No, no, they, they went in, they went and helped her. Like, they approached her, assuming, like, this oh. woman's dead. But she is <laughs> completely frostbitten and oxygen. Well, yeah. Hypothermia has, has set in. Instead of the normal frostbite, and this is how she got her name, um, it's usually, like, blotchy and whatever. She was, like, completely white. Oh. Like, looked It drained like, the blood. The it, blood. She looked like a doll. She looked like Sleeping Beauty. Like All the blood's like, going to her, um, you know, important bits. And she's repeating three phrases. Don't leave me. Uh, don't do this to me. Or why Why would you do this to me and I'm an American? On repeat. She's saying these three phrases. That's all that there is. That's all she has left. Yeah. That is all she has left. Yeah. So she's just saying those over and over again, which is kind of creepy. Also... When he approached her, he realized that this is a woman that he literally, like, had tea with a couple days prior in his tent. Because... Wait, she's literally talking and they just assumed she was dead? Or? No, like, they, when they were farther away, like... Oh, they, they okay, gotcha, gotcha. Like, when they approached, because, like, if you, if you find a climber who has died, like, you try to give them a mountain burial, which is to put them in a place outside of cameras, outside of, like, direct paths so they can rest. This so, is just... The fact that... That place has normalized, let's go hike on this mountain. Often you see dead bodies, just ignore them. Like, yeah. you're just, you're gonna That's see dead people. Yeah. Most people, they hopefully go your whole life not seeing a corpse. I know, And these people are like, let's just take a walk up Corpse Valley for fun. Yep. Yep. Why have we normalized this? <laughs> I'm sorry, go on, I'm getting upset. Um, so, they tried their best to bring her back down, but at that point they were running out of oxygen, and there was really nothing yeah. they could do for her. They knew there was nothing they could do for her, so they had to leave her as restful as they could and climb it's back like down to base camp. It's like the plain oxygen mask situation. You have to help, you yeah. have to help yeah. yourself first so you can help anyone else. So, uh, later on, a few years later, they did end up find, finding uh, Sergei's body. And he did perish. <laughs> perish. <laughs> he did, he what did happened to the kid? Perish. Where was the kid? I have no idea. Oh, man. But he um, fell trying to help his wife. Oh, no. Yeah. So it's unclear if he, like, ever found her, but he was really nearby, so it was possible, but then he fell. Oh, my gosh. Um, so back in 2007, um, Ian Woodall actually returned 
to the mountain to give um, Sleeping Beauty a mountain burial because he was kind of haunted mm-hmm. by the whole like experience uh, I had tea with her yeah and, and he wanted to return to put her in a more respectful spot so mm-hmm. he did give her a proper mountain burial um he also moved green boots i believe this is this, this is, is a good guy this is kind of like i'm not entirely sure because some counts say he did some counts say i can't climb mount everest so i'm not entirely uh, yeah sure. i wouldn't but i know he returned he returned in the hopes to move mm-hmm. green boots because he'd been kind of become a side attraction people really it's disrespectful took pictures yeah. with him and was like hey, oh my god yeah so ian's a good guy he's a good I, dude. shout out ian yeah so that's all i have on everest there are oodles oh. oodles of other stories of people unfortunately perishing like this guy who went to snowboard down and was never seen again and like lots of lots of different very sad things there are a lot of people that make it up perfectly fine and make it down perfectly fine um I'm, like, very rare for me that anything bothers me. Yeah. I'm, like, sad to the point that my stomach's heavy. Yeah. This is the saddest case either of us have ever done on this podcast. Because it's so normal. And it's because they've happening. normalized just <laughs> it's still walking just by happening. bodies being like, sup, Janice? And yeah, there's other, there's like the German woman. She's on the mountain, too. She's another landmarker. I'm, like, sick to my stomach right now. Yeah. That's so sad. Yeah, like, literally, it's it's the point where if people are climbing and they see a body, they try to push it further down the mountain so that it could probably come and rest. And They're just, the everyone's just, like, kicking the can down the road. Yeah, But a literally, group project. Literally. Are you kidding me? Like, because <laughs> it's, there, I mean, there, are, I don't know all the climbing rules. I know that, like, one of them is to try to, like, move the bodies in a more respectful place. Why would you go a place knowing that you will more than likely be forced to move a corpse? Like, well, at that point, you're accepting that you could possibly die, so I guess, like, that's not... If I were ever to, which I would not, like, if <laughs> I ever were to, I would go up with, like, a little sled contraption, put a body on it, slide it back down with me, just <laughs> just start collect. I'd be, like, an undertaker, just but a good one, you know? Like... A, good, a good undertaker. Yeah, so that's that's a couple oh, of the stories about it. I don't want to have to talk for 20 minutes now. I'm I need so to process. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry for your I loss. had no idea how dark and normalized Everest was. I had no <sighs> idea. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to talk. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's sad the amount of people that summit and then die all the way down. Oh. There isn't, like, a ton, but, like, imagine, like, getting up to the top, ooh, and then you die on the Icarus. Way down. Icarus. Icarus. Really, just honestly. There are some things we just weren't meant to do as humans, and then one of them climb Everest. Uh, yeah. God gave us, you know, three foot legs, and then made a five mile high mountain. I don't think he envisioned Mm-mm. the two of those coming together at no, any point. Not. Did not. Anyways. Oh. All right. That was the that was my segment of the show. Hope you enjoyed that. Well, I don't want to do mine now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> mine is. The song was so crappy. No, honey, it was too much. <laughs> yeah. Well. My case is by request by a special fan of the show. Um, this is the first case that I did not touch Wikipedia or the computer for because wow. I have two with me serial killer books wow. that I studied from. So it's a little bare bones because I'm not like delving. Wow. But um, it's on Ed Gein. 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 He is the inspiration for Norman Bates in the movie Psycho, for Leatherface in the movie Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and for Hannibal Lecter in The Silence of the Lambs. So a lot of material came from this guy. Wow. It's almost like he did something good with his life. It's almost well, okay. like we're honoring him. Yeah, that's why I'm like, um... <laughs> it's almost like three of the biggest movie franchises. Um, I don't think that's what we're supposed to do. Now here's what's interesting. We have two confirmed murders by him. And one that he is suspected of. I mean, he's suspected of many, but we can't confirm. To be a serial killer, you have to have killed three people. Yeah, if you only murdered, that's just so a murderer. So, he might just be a murderer. It's, of course, suspected that he's killed multiple people. But, I can't, like, not legally, but you know what I mean. He is te- I can't legally. technically not a serial killer. Just a He's just a regular killer. Just your, <laughs> your run of the mill. Just your average murderer. <laughs> average killer. Okay. So he was known as the Butcher of Plainfield or the Plainfield Ghoul. 
which ghoul i don't know there's so many words i could have picked um (laughs) he was born in 1906 second son of the family his mother was a devout lutheran and she hated their father who was a raging alcoholic who could not keep a job so i mean okay a little warrant a little justified hatred couldn't keep a job he did like every kind of small job you could imagine he was really a jack of all trades just took any like anything that paid Mm-hmm. You know, jack of all trades, master of none. That was him. Yes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> eventually, he moved his family onto this giant farm that was isolated from the world in the middle of Plainfield. And their mother kept everyone away from the sons. Like, they were not allowed to have friends. They were only allowed to go to school and come back home. Um, their mother taught them that the world was inherently evil and immoral, and that women were instruments of the devil, and naturally just prostitutes. Like, that's what their constitution was. So she drilled that into their heads. She said, you know, like, premarital sex or any sex <clears throat> at all was evil. Women were the key to all evil because they'll, you but know, seduce one. you. Do- she had she, two kids! What's she talking about? <laughs> so Ed grew up very sexually confused, as you can imagine. He was a loner. He often read like escapism adventure books like he 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 she molded his mind in a way that was like everything but what's right here is wrong everything but my family is wrong his mother also uh would recite bible verses every afternoon and she focused particularly on the ones that referenced like murder retribution and death in the bible so not only was like their worldview skewed but she only taught them like biblically the bad stuff yeah, love that. So basically, if you leave the nice. farm, the world sucks. <laughs> Got it. Okay. <laughs> so that was his young mind being shaped. Um, so in 1940, so this guy's like in his 30s now, their father died of heart failure as a result of the alcoholism. So he and Henry, his older brother, had to step up and they got odd jobs to support the farm and they took care of it and they took care of their mom. And as they grew up, Henry... God bless him, the only normal one that came out of this seems. Okay. <laughs> Shout out Henry. One, usually. <laughs> Henry got worried about Ed because Ed seemed to be way too close to their mother. Like just too close. And if Henry other ever like vented or talked bad about their mom, like kids do. Yeah. Well not kids, but Ooh. children of their mothers do. Be Still. like, Can you believe mom would yeah. Ed would take it personally and defend her. He absolutely you know, Henry crossed a line if he complained about their mom. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. So four years after the dad died, he, Ed and Henry were burning like marshland on the farm and the fire got away from them. The fire department was called, it was put out, and then Ed, once it was put out, Ed came to them and said, hey, my brother Henry is missing. I can't find him. <clears throat> so it was almost dark, but they sent a search party out to look for him and they eventually did find Henry's body face down. So Henry's gone. <laughs> Rip just got to know him. He was found in a non-burned area, and they said that he had been dead for a while. The official cause of death on his death certificate was asphyxiation. Wow, asphyxiation by smoke. But they found bruises on his head. They found like he had injuries everywhere. Um. Later in life, when Ed was being interrogated by people, he started saying things that led everyone who, on their own, mm-hmm. you know, interviewed him, they believe that he killed him. Oh, is it's that the, the death in he, question? That's the death oh, in well, question. Well, obviously. We can, yeah. Obviously. obviously. Who else? Obviously. Who else? Who else? Obviously. Anyways. See, everyone everyone that's talked to him is like, he probably killed his brother. But we can't prove it, so he can't technically be labeled a serial killer. But he's in, he's with the serial yeah, killers. Like we know. You know, his legacy. We know. So, I'm just gonna say it, he killed his brother. Yeah, we're just gonna, <laughs> that's, in this podcast, that's the take we're taking, is that he killed his Right. Brother. I tell you the facts, then I give you my opinion. No one asked. Exactly. So, shortly after Henry's death, their mother had a stroke. And Ed became her full-time caretaker. And not long out, I think it was like a year, not long after, she had an argument with her neighbor and had a second stroke that then killed her. So Ed was devastated. His mom was his best friend his entire life, and now his entire family is dead. 
so he's alone on the farm. He kept the farm. He did, again, odd handyman jobs, um, eventually qualified for a farm subsidy from the government. Um, so, like, he could just stay there. <clears throat> it, Which is, it's a very isolated place. So, shortly after his mom died, he sealed off and nailed shut her room, kept everything untouched the way she left it. Any areas in the house that was hers, he sealed. Mm-hmm. So he had this weird small area in the house that he lived in. And he collected magazines about death and cannibalism after she died. There are magazines about cannibalism I'm sure. this time? I'm sure. I mean, probably still, but like... I'm sure. It's so odd. There's something for everyone. <laughs> Whatever interest you have, you can find a magazine. He also, they found, you know, searching his house, studied a lot about the first sex change operation. He was fascinated with the human body and even had considered getting a sex change himself. Which interests me because that is the only mention of (laughs) any kind of like, is he gay? Is he transgender? Like, it's never mentioned again. Yeah. He probably just doesn't even know. He does. I think he's just... Confused. Well, hold on. We've got we've got some mental illness coming up. <laughs> it's mental illness. It, it is. Oh, here's <laughs> my. I almost just read my notes out loud. See Johnny Book murders page body part list. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Me. Explain what name mean. Explain <laughs> what name mean. Okay, so I'm gonna read this straight from the book because I want to get it accurate. So <clears throat> we have Bernice Warden. The owner of the Plainfield Hardware Store went missing on November 16, 1957. Her son told the investigating officers that Gein had been in the store the night before she disappeared, saying that he was going to return the next day for antifreeze. The police were suspicious, and when they found a written receipt Warden had written for antifreeze the morning she disappeared, the officers decided to search Gein's property. As you do. That's good police work. Um, Upon searching... a shed on on the property. They found Warden's body hung up like an animal. She had been decapitated, and she was hung using a crossbar at her ankles and ropes at her wrists. Witnesses said she was dressed out like a deer. Her body had been mutilated after her death, which was caused by a gunshot from a twenty-two caliber rifle. Um, then they searched the house for more evidence. And I have here... Do you know anything about Ed Gein? Because I'm about to blow your mind. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have a list okay. of what was found in his house. Okay. And this is what makes this is what sets him apart from just being a serial killer. Okay? Okay. <clears throat> Items found during the search of his house. Okay. Colon. <laughs> I'm just I can't wait to read this to you. <laughs> Whole human bones and fragments. A wastebasket made of human skin. Human skin covering several chair seats. Skulls on his bedpost. Female skulls, some with the top sawn off. Bowls made from human skulls. A corset made from a female torso, skinned from shoulders to waist. I'm about a fourth of the way done. Leggings made from human skin. Masks made from the skin of female heads. Um, another alleged victim. Mary Hogan's face mask. Face mask and a paper bag. Mary Hogan's skull in a box. Bernice Warden's entire head in a burlap sack. Bernice Warden's heart in a plastic bag in front of Gein's potbelly stove, so cannibalism. <laughs> Nine vulva in a shoebox. A young girl's dress and the, the, the parts of two females, judged to have been about 15 years old. A belt made from female human nipples. Four noses. Just four noses. A pair of lips on a window shade drawstring. A lampshade made from the skin of a human face, and fingernails from female fingers. <laughs> I'm gonna let you process. You're gonna catch flies. I can't process. I know. How? How have they? <clears throat> Where do they think he got the bodies? He clearly killed them. Well, no. That's the thing. He didn't. <laughs> it's worse, though. Hold on. You thought mine was traumatizing? I'm sorry. <laughs> you thought mine was disrespect of human bodies? <laughs> I didn't say mine was flowers and... Ro- <laughs> yeah, come on. Yours is just... 
I feel I feel sick. So Ed was arrested the next day. Okay, well. <laughs> and he admitted to grave robbing fresh bodies from the cemeteries. That's where he got his supplies. He often looked through the obituaries to see if anyone was going to be like freshly buried that week. He said sometimes he left with nothing, sometimes with specific body parts, and sometimes if he found a woman who looked like his mother, he would just take the entire body home so he could, I'm going to quote this, remove the skin and tan them to make his various furniture and oddities and even said he was going to, quote unquote, make a woman suit and become his mother, literally crawl into her skin. Mommy issues instantly. Um... He also said that he absolutely did not sleep with them, that they smell they smelled far too bad to even think about it. So at least he's he's drawn a line in the sand, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh. So he was interrogated and of course they found body parts of this Mary Hogan. He confessed to killing Mary Hogan in 54. Um, and despite her head and other things being found in his house, he couldn't remember any details of the murder. However, at her crime scene, they found a spent cartridge, like the ones he, that he had used, but they didn't have enough hard evidence to warrant questioning him at the time, until they found her head. <laughs> yeah, his. well, that's pretty, pretty clear indication. <clears throat> and learning that, oh, this cold murder that is now linked to him, they're now suspecting him of several unsolved murders in the area that have similar, you know, the same shell casing or whatever. Um, so four days after the raid of his house, he was put to trial for first-degree murder and pled guilty by reason of insanity, which I think for the first time ever, I agree. No, entirely. <laughs> he was assessed and diagnosed with schizophrenia, which again makes sense, and mental incompetence. And so I looked up the actual definition of mental incompetence, and it is the inability of a person to make or carry out important decisions regarding his or her affairs. Okay. Um, he was sent. He was sentenced to a mental hospital, but for the criminally insane. Which good. I think you handled that right. Yeah. Um, Eleven years later, they had a second trial. This time, he was deemed mentally fit for a trial. It lasted a week with his defense requesting no jury. He was once again found guilty and spent the rest of his life in a mental hospital. He did confess to both murders. But he was only—he only served for the murder of Warden, which again, that just pisses me off. If you commit multiple crimes, but you like, serve for the multiple. If crimes. you okay, say you get life for one of them. <clears throat> if you killed four people, give them four life sentences. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's just it's respectful. Um, so he died in '84 of lung cancer and was buried. People would visit the grave and kept chipping off pieces of his headstone for souvenirs. And eventually the entire stone was stolen in 2000 and found in 2001, but the town or police or whoever was in charge never replaced it and he now rests in an unmarked grave as he should as he should so nobody asks but i always get my opinion at the end you know um it's difficult for me to get a read on this guy i'm having a hard time coming to a conclusion i've had weeks to think about this you know because most of them it's like are they evil or are they not? Are they a psychopath? Are they mentally ill? Was it their upbringing? Were they born that way? I know. He's just straight up crazy. I hear, Yeah, here's the thing. I don't think he's evil. Uh-uh. He's just crazy. He, I think he is mentally ill. I think that's the... It doesn't seem as though he did anything with malicious intent. Exactly. It just seems as though he thought... Well, he thought women were evil, first of all. Mm-hmm. He was he was raised to know... In the truth of his mind, the truth right, was... Right, that was the truth, yeah. Women are the devil. Yeah. And never... Be, don't be around them, and he was probably doing the world a favor. Right. Also, why would he let them rest in graves? Because they're evil, so they like, don't deserve... Not excusing it, but if you're that mentally ill, I get that mindset of, like... But then again, it was weird, because, like, he wanted to be in a woman's suit... That's, I think, just entirely mental illness and not even upbringing. I think that is... What happened to his mom's body? Great question. Did he just let it... Great question. I did not see that in the book. He was just chill with that one? Like, oh... I would not be shocked if I read that, like, he just kept her in the house. In her room? (laughs) (gasps) Maybe. It wasn't in the books. I don't know. I'm gonna have to look that up. But... 
Like, because you look at his childhood, most times there's a serial killer, you look at his childhood and go, oh, well, that makes sense. He was beaten. He was <clears> this. That. He didn't have a abusive childhood. He no. had an unusual upbringing, but it wasn't inherently no, he abusive. Just had right. Already. Like, the mother, she was weird, and all of it was her own choice, but that was not abuse, I wouldn't say. I don't know everything. It was, it crafted a delusion, though, that he lived in. Yeah. She warped his worldview. Yeah. So this is one of those cases, I don't think he's evil. I don't think it is entirely because of his upbringing. I think he literally is mentally just ill. When we say we don't think he's evil, that does not mean he did not do horribly evil things. No. It's just... I'm saying, like, in comparison to, like, Ted Bundy, who was an intelligent man and wanted to see the world burn and went out of his way to just do bad things. Yeah. That's what I mean by, like, evil. Yes. I feel like we should stick, because we're we're not on the side of the person. We're not pro-serial killer. We just like to understand why. The mental... It's the why. I'm the why is. Why did he do it? Yeah. I don't think he's evil. I don't think his childhood alone caused it. I think we have a case of an extremely mentally ill man with an unusual circumstance. Mm -hmm. Who was left alone and heartbroken about his mom and just dealt with it that way. It's not okay. But... (laughs) No. But, uh, yes, we do mean evil in the sense of, like, Richard Ramirez and Ted Bundy, they were, e- that's all they wanted. Yeah. They wanted to kill. You look at, like, Zodiac, I think mostly he wanted attention. You look at Jeffrey Dahmer, wasn't evil, but chose evil. Like, yeah. there's always a different reason. Yeah. I think he, I think there was no reason. I think he was mentally ill. Yeah. I'm just, like, horrified of what he, like. Because... Even How is e- this man? Even an evil man, if you're spending that much time deconstructing human bodies, you're going to have a moment of pause. Even an evil man is going to have a moment of, like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Whether they're excited or horrified. Well, you have to be crazy. But, yeah. That's not evil. That's just crazy. But he did it and then did it again and then did it again. And, like, constructed things. And, like, Made lived things. his life lived with those with things them. in yeah. the house. And then went to town to just buy things like everything was fine. I think he was extremely high-functioning, mentally ill. Who was then, he had mother issues and was left alone on an isolated farm and told <laughs> that anything off the farm was evil. Not excusing it, again, but I think that's the why of why he did what he did. Yeah. We literally, an hour ago, came in and were like, "Ah, my case isn't good, and the other one, oh, mine either. (laughs) Literally, before we were setting up, we're like, this sucks. We're both, like, sweating and nauseous. (laughs) I'm horrified. The nipple belt. The nipple belt. I can't get over it. I know, I know, the nipple belt. And the corset leggings uh i for some reason what bothered me was the the drawstring on his curtains just being a pair of lips like that's what you grab morning and night like i know oh i just got a wave of nausea i it's not for me i mean we as humans are supposed to react this way like i know it should be upsetting it should be unnatural and horrible i'm just not used to it being this upsetting it's just never like this level well we have had a very, like, saturated hour of awfulness, <laughs> so. <laughs> the world's a dark place. We've right? just, we've just learned in an hour what we should have learned over the course of, like, our, our lives. <laughs> so. We know more than we should know about things. Way and we, more. And we won't stop. No. Our, our, our hunger for knowledge. <laughs> it's not even good knowledge. We could, like, put our time to Ima- could, I was literally thinking. We could learn a skill. Imagine <laughs> if we just sat down and Googled, like, just learning anything. We could, like, learn trigonometry. Like, we could do a skill. Yeah. We could better ourselves. I could speak German right now if I yeah. wanted. No. But no, belt but no. and nipples. Yeah. That's what I'm putting out into the world. That's my contribution. And I'm just talking about, well, mine wasn't as well. Well, Mine was just, like, it's human conscious, like, morally is... It's just weird that it was normalized. It is. It is normalized. See, it still happens. That, it's, yours is horrible and normalized, and mine is, like, insane, and it's insane. It's not yeah, normalized, no. but... I don't know. That's... Okay, this is... I'm totally, like, shooting off, and I am, because we... We're only at 50 minutes, so I have a... I have we a, have a... Yeah, 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 yeah. I just... The... This is, this is truly horrible. Like, I'm going to talk true. This is truly seriously and horrible. Some of the crimes done, 
um, during World War Two. Oh yes, during the Holocaust. Oh, d- um, I can't. I can't study the Holocaust. It makes me too upset. I've done a lot of research on it. it makes me too upset. And it, it. I will never do an episode on anything about it because it's me neither. too I, horrible. I. It's too horrible, and I don't feel like I can do it respectfully no, enough. Me no, it's not our it just, story to tell. It's it not just our story. reminded me of one of the horrible, and of course, I'm bringing this up. So one of they. There was, I don't know if there were, I mean, the people running concentration camps had to be insane. They were crazy. They, they were had evil. to be. They were the root of all evil. And you have to, to have no conscience, you have to things, be a sociopath the, or a psychopath. The things they did with the belongings and the bodies of the people mm-hmm. um, who were in these concentration camps, like they took all the rings and they melted them down to make things they were right, right. gold. They, they, I could talk about the art theft. I know a lot about art theft. I saw an article recently about a a woman in her late 80s, I think, had a tattoo that they confirmed was from a concentration camp. Mm -hmm. One of her, like, her serial number. Yeah. So these people are still, they're people's grandmas. Like, people think, like, black and white Hitler footage. No, people are, there are people who went through concentration camps that are still alive. That are (sighs) still, like, because I've seen, like. There are Nazis who are still out of prison. Oh, yes. Running around, living their best lives. Have you seen, I have two things. Well, one, I've seen, like, the Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Yes. Which, what was the whole point of that? I, that was... <laughs> I, it was a great worst. movie until the last scene, then I was like, what was the point? Mm-mm. Why am I here? And now that kid's just in sex education on Netflix, and I can't... It's a, it's a collision of worlds that my brain can't take. No, that's... Anyway, yeah. I have sat through Schindler's List before. I have not. It... It's the fact that it's black and white. And it's just, I don't know, it hit you, it almost read like a documentary, and at the end they have actual footage of all these older survivors that Schindler saved coming to Schindler's grave. Mm-hmm. And to see, I'm glad they did focus on, like, the one, one shining light yeah. that was in that era, and it was Schindler trying to save these people. Yes. But it just, I yeah. couldn't, there even are- recreations, the fact that it was in black and white, mm-hmm. like, I can put myself there mentally, yeah. and I, it was horrible. I have watched a lot and done a lot of research on World War Two, and I think they're obviously, the the whole thing is horrific. There's nothing, there's nothing good about it. I mean, it's called World but War. It's not, I mean. Some yeah. of the most horrific things about the concentration camps. I just remember this one story, and I don't know who did this. I don't know why this happened, but there were lamps made of the skin of people from concentration camps. Are you kidding me? And they are still existing. What's the point? No. They're just evil. There, there's literally like there was a story that came out about someone being like, "Oh, this lamp is kind of weird. Like this lampshade is kind of weird." Mm-hmm. And they found out it was literally humans what's the point you're just evil at that point it, it is it was it was just to be evil. it's just it was just to be evil. i can't take the stories that are like because there are children yeah there of like mothers and children's getting ripped apart and beaten mm-hmm. or like you can hear the mom or the kid in the gas chambers mm-hmm. like i can't do no. it like it makes me nauseous and there was a netflix documentary is it ivan the t- terrible ivan, wait, I'm not he's sure. ancient who was it <laughs> god damn it it was one of the the main like yeah, taskmasters of my brain concentration camps, know, and there was I'm gonna look it up. Um, there was a Netflix documentary about this man that they sus- Ivan the Terrible is from like the 15th. I know that's why I'm like, why are you talking Ivan? Um, I can't remember it. He ha- it was a name and then some like yeah. the Punisher, you know whatever. I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um. About, like, is this man the man? And, of course, he's denying it. Mm. And they have all these survivors of the concentration camps coming in saying, that is the man. You did this to me. I looked you in the eye and you did this to me and I survived. And he's on trial. And oh, it was I, it was one of those things you have to watch an episode a week because you got to walk away and process. Yeah. Like, I I'm would... picturing, like, if this is the man, he's just sitting there. He's getting a documentary made about him. He's just sitting there in a room of victims being saying no. It's there was me. recently I saw a news report about a Nazi who had like I don't know if he's in trial currently or if he was sentenced. Ooh. But like they still like as they should. I don't care. I, see, if I don't care how long it's been. I don't care if been. you're gonna die next year. You should spend it in jail. There's no statute of limitations on the Holocaust. I'm no, sorry. absolutely not. I'm still I'm upset that Hitler died the way he did. He should have been put to trial. He, he should have been suffered. put to death. Yeah. 
You should have put, been put in a gas chamber. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, yeah. It's, it, there's, it, I know, I, I, not that I'm, I'm not fascinated by the Holocaust because it is the most gruesome, darkest part of human history. Right. I think I'm more, like, intrigued by how, how hum- resilient we let it, can it be. Hap- how we let it happen. The evil that it takes to do that. And I do know a lot about it. I think, I don't remember the name of the movie, but Corey Ten Boone. Hmm, was that sounds a one of the most famous survivors of I the think Holocaust. in a way when it comes to the Holocaust looking into it and learning about it is almost the only way we can be truly respectful to the people that went through it I feel like purposefully staying away from it is not disrespectful but what they went through they deserve us giving them the time of day yes like no it is out of respect that we learn what they went through or it's for nothing we can't allow that to fade into like no we all have to learn from it from both sides we all have to learn from that and not let it happen again i love how we had the heaviest podcast we have ever had in our life and then was like okay to finish it off let's talk about the The holocaust Holocaust. (laughs) Gosh, I would recommend anyone watch, if you want to watch a movie, if you want to watch a movie about the Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> if you're bored on Friday night. Um, the Hiding Place, that's the name of the movie. Oh. It is, it is very educational. I recommend a book that Kylie gave me. It's called The Book Thief. Oh, did it oh. make me cry. It's about I I don't, I I a very that. young girl in this time period. Um, (laughs) and they're hiding a Jew in their basement and there's raids and all these things, but it's all from the eyes of like this eight year old who just wants to have a book to read. And it is so amazing. It's called the book thief. It's worth a read. It's like the lightest version of the Holocaust. I think you're going to get, it's still sad, obviously, but it's, it's, I mean, there were little, you know, Eight-year-old girls harboring yeah. Jews in their house and waiting for raids and, every, you know, the whole town picked someone's basement and they waited it out and, like, for just being a civilian, not being in a concentration camp, but to live in that time mm-hmm. as a civilian, as a child, was still a horrifying time. Yeah, absolutely. So. Well. Well, that had nothing. Wow. That was. What? Why did we do that? D- the lamps. I thought about the, the lamps. The lamps. It diverged a lot. I'm so um, sorry. Yeah. I'm, like. My stomach, it isn't nauseous, but it's heavy. Do you know what I, I mean? Feel, my heart feels heavy. It's heavy. Yeah. Everyone go put on a cartoon right now. Go Episode go of some, Friends, go The hug Office. Go your friends and family. Go hug your friends and family. <laughs> Smell some flowers. Yeah. Pet a dog. Uh, yeah, just do something joyous. Anything. Yeah. We'll, I'm going to go to Duncan after this. I'm going to help. go to bed. Just kidding. I'm going to... I actually, I after I don't this, know. I have three hours of driving ahead of me today, which I'm excited about because I love driving. And yes. I am so excited to have three hours to listen to the podcast Hey Babe by Sal Vacano and Chris Stefano. Let me tell you, I've recommended podcasts on here before. I cannot recommend a podcast higher than I recommend Hey Babe. The amount of serotonin that it gives me. all I want it on constantly. That's amazing. Two comedians. Uh, who doesn't love Sal from Impractical you're Jokers? Right, you're right. Oh, it's just so good. It's so... There's an alien episode that's really good, but... Hey, Babe by Salvacano and Chris Stefano. Everyone go listen to it. If you're looking for Not instead of, but in addition to yes. us. Yes, not... Don't go... Don't click off to go listen to that. No. Once we... Once we're done here, once you hear our little outro, then, then you go you to Hey, leave. Babe. Then you can Yeah. Leave. But thanks for... Thanks for tuning in. Sure I guess. Are. Thanks. Like I, we're sorry. Actually, it's more like sorry we're that sorry you tuned that you in. Had to hear this. Um, our next episode will probably be with our next where is why is episode. Yes. Will probably, hopefully, God willing, yeah. will be with our wonderful friend Hannah Downs. Yes. This is gonna be another Hannah. She's my name twin. Oh gosh. She's so confusing for me. I know. Hopefully, is going to be a regular guest. Yes. Um, she is going to be covering the case of Ted Bundy. It is her, it's her Dahmer, like for me. It's her favorite case. We're going to entirely give her the reins on that one. Mm-hmm. But um, she's amazing. She, she was born for podcasts. Yeah. Like she was, she was meant to have a podcast. We're so excited. stay tuned. We're going to have a whole Ted Bundy episode 
buy Hannah Downs. Yes. It's going to be amazing. Dedicated to that. It'll be a little different, but it'll be... We're just going to be listening. We're just there We're to literally color commentary. Yes. That's it. We're just the little, the little, add some spice. <gasps> oh, really? Yeah. Me pretending I don't know everything about Ted Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> Me not knowing anything about Ted Bundy. Oh, I'll just fake it. Yeah. I'll, I'll be, I'll have genuine reactions. See, I was going to do Ted Bundy, but then, like, she, that's her favorite case, and I'm like, oh, please. Yeah, no, I want, please. I want to be told a case that I know and love. Like, yes. I, it's, it's like reading time at the library. Catch me on the floor, just enthralled, <laughs> looking at her, you know? <laughs> Amazing. I'm excited. It'll be good. We have some exciting things happening, and, um. We do. Some new ideas we might try out, and we yeah. might decide not, not you for may, us, They may but, never see the light of day, but we're thinking about them. But we're always expanding, always getting better, literally. We try. We try. It's our one-year anniversary of our reboot. Um, For those of you who don't know, we had five episodes on SoundCloud that will never see the light of day again. Absolutely and then we rebooted not. a year ago on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Here we are. Talking about the Holocaust. How times have changed. <laughs> How, times. How we've grown. Well. Well. Thanks for coming, everyone. Thank you for coming to the hive. I don't even want to call what we just did an adventure. No. But um, tune in next time. For your regularly scheduled programming. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>